0: Looking for last-minute weekend getaway? I've got you covered. I have five road trips already planned for you. They're all a few hours from New York City, so they're the perfect trips for anybody on the East Coast to tap into. Whether you're looking for family-friendly, a romantic getaway, something leisure, activities-filled, history, and heritage-filled, or if you want to spend the weekend, stuffing your face. The packet has it all. It was designed to take all the guesswork and planning off of your plate. You choose based on the vibe or the distance. Included in the packet are itineraries for weekend trips to Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Hartford, Connecticut, Johnson & Burlington, Vermont, and Montreal, Canada. It includes packing lists, a pre-trip car prep guide, and Travel and Shit podcast playlists of road trip content. These itineraries are perfect for travelers who enjoy having a plan with space for spontaneity. Save yourself the time of planning and skip to the getaway. Let this itinerary pack take the stress of planning and packing off of the table while you focus on the road. Visit TravelAndShitPodcast.com slash travel resources to download your copy. I made it around the world. Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Traveling Shit. Where are your host, Steve Carey, have a experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. I just saw one of my plants basically wilting. It is a hot New York City summer. I can't say that I do not marginally enjoy it. I'm a summer baby. My birthday will be, uh, you might be listening to this on my birthday, My birthday will be on Sunday, August 7th. Um, Yay! I love birthdays. I'm excited for birthdays, but, um, I am very much so looking forward to birthday dinner. We're going to oyster. We're getting oysters on Friday and I love oysters. The best ones I've had were in Maine, but neither here nor there. Celebratory oysters for my birthday. Looking forward to that. Um, But in gratitude of another year, I am going to do a, I guess a variation of a gratitude episode. Um, I was listening to a TED talk this morning because I was absolutely trying to make it easier for myself to ignore my coworkers at my full-time job. And I was, you know, listening, but not listening. And it was essentially like I was okay. No, the beginning of the podcast, there were parts of it that I wasn't paying attention to because I was walking from the car and I'm, you know, tuning it out, if you will. But for the part that I did pay attention to, it was a Ted talk by a gentleman and they, it was from 2013. I think the host ended up saying the actual Ted talk was. And then they did like a sit down with the person that had the talk or whatever, blah, 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 blah. He was talking about a book. I do not remember the name of it, but it was about travelers that wrote, if you will, a love letter to a total stranger that they met on a, a trip they'd taken or um someone that they had encountered or befriended or something. Uh, while they were in the traveling streets, if you will. And I was inspired to do an episode of the same. I will drop the link to the TED Talk in the description box so that you can check that out for yourself. But um, let's dive right in. So first, I would like to do a little thank you for Miss Joyce. I will forever remember her. And I actually also still remember her name and I'm not very good with names, but the majority of these people, I actually do remember their names. There's two people on here whose names I do not remember, but oh, ooh, gotta add one more um, before I forget her. Okay, so that's there, didn't wanna forget that. Uh, Miss Joyce in Bermuda. Bermuda was my first time out of the country and Miss Joyce is definitely deserving of a thank you, um, of a bit of my gratitude because she made sure that I felt, I, I can't even describe it. Like I come down to not necessarily the concierge, but there's a couple of, a lot of hotels will have like an activities director, if you will, someone that you can go to and let them know, hey, these are my interests, what can you recommend in the area? Or what do you guys have here that you can facilitate, you know, on your grounds, the resort, or the, just the hotel property in general that um, you can re- recommend or, you know, coupons, discounts, all that jazz. That being said, I told her that I am on board for all things African history. Um, black history and she was telling me that there is actually an african-american museum and she made sure to not only give me the information to get there you know what bus to take and all that jazz but she even called the museum to make sure that i got there safely and the older woman that um I guess you could say was the proprietor or the host or the person that gave like, you know, the tours and that was working at the museum. Reminded me so much of my grandma, my paternal grandmother. And when I got back to my hotel room, I ended up having a packet. It's probably still someplace in my apartment, but I ended up with a packet with a couple of pages of handwritten notes with her telling me about the different points of interest that were across the island that I could check out. And I think she even gave me like a word of encouragement on some like, you'll be fine, don't worry about it, you can't get lost, have a good time and stay safe. I will forever be grateful for just the care she put into um, giving me that information. It was above and beyond doing her job it was, and she had, I guess, housekeeping or someone open, you know, leave it in the room when they got to it, or it was outside and she just left the note for housekeeping to leave it. I don't know, but I know that it was inside the room and I didn't mind. Um, I didn't feel as if anybody had gone through my things or anything, you know, crazy like that. Also pro tip, I always have a luggage lock. So my luggage is always locked. Um, I do not personally, uh believe in traveling with my passport on my person I feel like it's more likely to get stolen off of my person than it is in my locked luggage in my room I'm not one of those people that leaves clothes and belongings and things strewn all over a room because I don't want to repack that I usually leave all my shit in my suitcase and the only thing that'll be out is like a bath towel or like a beach towel excuse me or um a bathing suit that's drying maybe my pajamas i'll leave those on the pillow um you know everything else is away because i don't want to leave something behind and i also don't want to not notice if something is missing so um and toiletries i leave my toiletries in the bathroom like once they're out they're out until i'm ready to go toiletries are always the last thing that i pack up um but I will always be grateful to Miss Joyce for the level of attention to detail that she provided, as well as going above and beyond to make sure that I was provided for. So thank you to Miss Joyce. Um, next, I'm gonna jump to my trip to Peru. This one actually has, nope, that was Costa Rica. This one has two honorable mentions. First, I do not remember sis's name. Like, I don't. Um, but I know that I'd met her in Colombia on like we have both left Colombia at the same time. I don't remember if we were on the same flight, but we ended up getting to the airport at the same time. We recognized each other, and I was like, girl, do you know how to get to X, Y, and Z or whatever? And she was like, yeah, totally got you. Follow me. And she brought me to like the, I think like a cash exchange. I think she actually lived in Peru. She was staying in Peru at the time and had visited Colombia, something like that. But we had met on, um, the, the trip to Palenque in Colombia. And she ended up landing in Peru at the same time. And she really helped me navigate the airport. I had like questions about like a bus or something. It was, when I tell you she made everything clear for me in the airport, she really came through for me. So I definitely appreciate her. We took a picture. I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but we actually have like two or three pictures together because we had taken pictures in Colombia. And then we'd taken pictures again in the airport at Peru. So if somehow, some way you're listening, I appreciate you sis. Thank you so much. Um, It's not often that people will pause, their day. And I know like for her, it was like she was getting back home. So it's like when you come back home and you have stuff to do, like it was like earlier in the day, like we might have landed at like noon, one o'clock or something like that. And at that point, it's not like you're coming home at like 10 o'clock and it's just, I'm tired. I want to go to bed, but I don't really have anything else planned at this point. It was like the middle of the day. And I remember I believe she actually had something to do. I think it was like an interview or she had like a work shift. It was something that she needed to be someplace for. So she was like, well, I can't like wait with you, but I can absolutely bring you to the area where the bus you're gonna take to... Um, I was staying in Miraflores. I stayed um, in Lima and Miraflores is in Lima in Peru. Um, But she definitely looked out and I absolutely absolutely appreciated her for that. Um, and the other person from my trip to Peru is Tess. I remember Tess because one of my hallmates, I guess you could say, his name is Tess. She, is, um, she was Val's roommate. Hey, Val. Hey, Tess. And so Mary and I were in, um, I want to say 406 or 403 or something like that. And then right across the hall, were val and tess and also ashley hey ash i do not remember who ashley's roommate was but that was the crew of girls across the hole that i felt with like loved them dearly so i remember tess because on the what was it swim with the sea lions that excursion that shit was fun scary but fun another pro tip there is an actual way to put on a life preserver. If it's got like mad straps at like the bottom of it, like on the part that's like at the bottom of the vest, like, you know, all those straps that like loop to like the front to the back, you step into that. I didn't know that. And unfortunately, I don't know if the vest was too large for me, um, but as soon as I got in the water, like I could not turn myself upright with ease. Like, the vest was so big that it floated all the way up, like, by my ears and, like, kept turning me over. So, like, I had the most difficult time. Shout out to the um, the tour guide for grabbing me by the back of the vest and swimming me up to where everybody else was. Because I was trying to swim, and I can swim, but I, I couldn't because the vest was doing its own thing. But I mentioned Tess because Tess shout out to her for being the VIP. She let me borrow her underwater phone protector. And she said, you know, I'm more of a scuba girl. The whole above water snorkeling thing is not really my bag, but um, I've got my phone case. If you want to borrow it, you're more than welcome to. And I did not know her from Adam. Like we had just like smiled at each other on the boat and like maybe shared a little word. Like she sat across from me and maybe one seat up or something. We ain't know each other. We weren't like in a taxi ride together. We weren't on the the bus. Um, But we had made friendly on the boat while we were, you know, getting out into the ocean and getting to wherever that little island with the sea lions was. And I was like, girl, are you sure? She was like, yeah. Yes, it is very expensive. However, so is your phone. And I'm pretty sure you want to hold on to your phone. So I feel as if you're going to not lose the case. And I was like, I get your logic and I fuck with it. And I also appreciate you. And that allowed me to, you know, get video of me swimming with sea lions. Like it was a great fucking time. And I was able to capture that because of Tess and her generosity. So girlfriend, so, so appreciate you. Um, we follow each other on um, Sarah. I feel like her name was Sarah. Sorry for screaming, y'all. I think the woman that helped me navigate the airport in Peru when I landed there. I believe her name was Sarah. So thank you, Sarah. And thank you, Tess, for each of you being generous with your property and of your time, because it absolutely helped me enjoy my trip to Peru more. Um, Next on my list is Colombia. Was it Colombia? No, I'm lying. This one was Cuba. So... I had a I guess like a tour, a hike. It was a hike. Um, and it was of course like I I I'd say it's easily a top five life experience. It was one of and I'd say it's closer to maybe number three. Maybe number three, maybe top three. Hmm, this room, this this room. But one of the best days of my life, I did so many new things. I tell y'all about this trip all the time. This is when I did the cliff diving. I did snorkeling for the first time. I swim in a cave for the first time. I had a bunch of non-GMO fruits for the first time. Like, I didn't even know oranges aren't like originally orange, like naturally orange. Like I think you have to, they're orange. And then of course, like they ripen that way. But It was something about the way they told you, like, yes, oranges are orange. However, they are also naturally like green or something. Was it even the oranges? I might just be putting my foot in my mouth with that one. What's the, other? what was the other one? Avocados were fucking huge. They were so big. Um, What else did we have? We had something else. And it was just like, I'd never seen one that hadn't been like, modified or engineered or something like that. Like these were just, they looked so different from the ones that I'm used to consuming here in the States is the point. Um, And for this trip, it is a thank you to Kevin and Nikki. I met the two of them in a state of chaos and confusion. So also honorable mention to abuela that let me use her phone I don't know the woman's name I don't even remember if I asked her a question or I think she was asking me something and then I was just like you know I'm sorry I don't really speak Spanish but I was able to I think I said something or I don't remember It, it was something we started talking and then I was asking her about like if she knew like which bus I was supposed to take but mind you She didn't speak that much English. So anyway, I was saying like I needed to call, but like I don't have minutes or some, because in Cuba you have to have, um, you need like a, it's kind of like a calling card if you're old enough to remember what those are, Um, but you use it for minutes to use the internet. Um, And somehow, some way she told me, she expressed to me, I don't have a lot cut this shit short. Like, don't make it long, but please use my phone. And I know that she was giving to me a limited resource. This is something that was very precious to her, but she understood that I was like in distress because I couldn't find my tour group. I'm at It's around the time that we're supposed to be meeting up in the park. And this park is like a city block large. And so I'd walked the perimeter. And I hadn't seen the group. I thought I had met where they said we were supposed to meet. And I'm looking and there's a bunch of different buses and the buses. I don't exactly know. Like in my mind, I'm like, okay, I think it was called this city or something like that. And is this it? But of course, if you make more than one stop on an excursion or like, um, an organized tour, it may have, you know, they may say, whatever the final city is and say that that's your tour, but it's not necessarily the only one. So it's not like that's the bus you're taking because you're not going straight there. You're doing something else. Long of the short, the older woman let me use her phone. And I knew that that was a big deal. And I think I gave her like um, a couple of dollars and was just like, thank you so much. And she was just like, no, 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 no. And I'm just like, no, you take this. I'm gonna at least pay for your car, your, another card or something like that. Um, because I knew I had it, it wasn't, you know, um, it wasn't a lot for me to come off. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things where it's like, Oh, I could look out for you. like, this is worth this to me. This is worth more than this to me. So I can absolutely compensate you for the use of your resource, which I know to be a finite resource. Like I know that you've got to go, like, you've got to like, we could just pick up our phone and use it. Like, that's not always as easeful um, for people in other places just because of the way, you know, uh, certain resources are set up. And for the life of me, I that really, really came through in a clutch. And I don't even know if I got in contact with anybody. I may have gotten one of the hosts on the line. They may have said, yeah, we're in the middle. I don't fucking know. Don't remember that part but I do remember that that woman was so fucking generous and I will always remember that. But then after that, I ended up hearing English. And so I'm just like, oh, okay, somebody doing something. Let me at least ask one of them. Maybe they're on the same tour. Turns out they were. And that's when I met Kevin and Nikki and they had a another friend with them. I do not really remember her name and she had, um, some dude she was fucking with while she was in Cuba. Um, so it was the four of them myself. And I think there ended up being maybe like three or so other people, but Nikki and Kevin ended up being my translators for the trip. So it was a husband and wife biologists who were our tour guides. And they ended up bringing us to the most beautiful sites. And we ended up walking across, wading across a river, like we had to walk across, shout out to boat, uh, to what do you call them? Water shoes. Um, always bring a pair because you never know. And I'm so glad that I did because you can't see in the water of the river and you have no clue what the fuck you're stepping on. Rocks, branches, all kinds of shit. So I was cool because I didn't have, you know, I wasn't stepping on sharp, pointy surfaces or anything like that. Like I was, I had shoes. Um, flip-flops were hard because it was getting like sucked into the mud for a lot of people. So that didn't even help. But another pro tip, bring flip uh, water shoes with you or shoes that sneakers or something that will dry easily. Because even if you had a pair of sneakers that you didn't care if they got wet, you don't also want to wear, have a pair of shoes now that are going to be wild heavy and weigh your feet down. So anyway, one of the, the host spoke better English than the other and they had to separate because one of the participants now in fairness to her, it was a hike, right? But it didn't necessarily, I don't remember if it said like what level of difficulty the hike was and the older woman, she was probably like in her fifties, but she had like a bad back or something. So she needed to just fo- float on the little raft that had like our belongings, like our bags and stuff. We put them on a raft and one person or two people or whatever, there were some people that kind of got the raft to the other side. And that's what the lady rode on. She had to take a boat to get to where we were going to link up. Um, she had to go around some other different way. I don't fucking remember because I wasn't with her. But he, But the host that fucking spoke English was with her. So for all of the hike, the host that is guiding us and pointing out the plants, the flora, the fauna, all of the things around us that you kind of want to get a little backstory about, it was all in Spanish. So me, while I'm like a little disappointed that I'm missing out on like, you know, fun little pieces of information, I'm also worried about. Are you telling me not to touch something? Are you telling me that something is dangerous? Are you telling me something? Are you giving any information that is crucial to me enjoying and making my way back safely? And thankfully, Kevin and Nikki did a great job of letting me know, no girl, no worries here. This is good. Okay, watch out for this. He's saying it's absolutely slippery over here and that you need to take your time. Or he's absolutely saying, stay away from you know the area on this side because whatever so they came through to be a lifesaver and not only were they a lifesaver in terms of translating they were mad entertaining mad cool still follow each other on instagram kevin was actually an incredible guest still almost 200 episodes in still one of my favorite uh guests and um i will actually link the episode kevin was in starting to put what I tell y'all I'm going to put in the descriptions in my notes so that I can actually make sure that I put those descriptions in there for you or put the links that I say I'm gonna give you right um what, what else what else oh so they ended up really just being my friends for the day and we had the best time together I did the snorkeling excursion with Nikki and shout out to her because the host was nice enough, but he didn't give a fuck what happened to me. But Nikki was the one that kept checking in with me and being like, girl, you good? You all right? Try this way. If this isn't working, okay, this works for me. Here, let's adjust this. Like she should have been my guide. Nikki really looked out for me more than the actual guide did. Um, And i really just enjoyed conversation with them. And I loved seeing, because they were in their early twenties at the time and I was in my early 30s. And it was just such a joy. It was refreshing to see young people just traveling the world. This wasn't their first stop. They'd done other countries together. And it was just like, huh, now that I know this is a thing, I would have loved to have had these experiences much earlier in my life. I don't know that I would be any different. I don't, you know, think that it made me a better or worse person traveling early or not. But more travel please you know um i love traveling and why wouldn't i want to have started something that is so incredible earlier right so shout out to kevin and nikki um kevin also is a designer he's got well i don't know if he still does it anymore but at a point he had a really bomb lingerie line um so I'll link to that episode, and I'll see if I can find his social and um, drop that in there also. Let's see who's next. Oh, I have no clue what this woman's name was, but my host in China was so freaking clutch. She didn't speak a lick lick of English, not a word, but she had her phone with her translator app. I had my phone with my Google translate. Goofy me didn't even download Chinese, I think I had opted for Cantonese because there are quite a few different dialects um, in Chinese to my understanding. It's more than just Mandarin and Cantonese. But um, anyway, I forgot to download the language for my Google Translate. So I know I had a difficult time at the airport. However, I was able to um, communicate with my host she met me down at the gate to her complex got me upstairs and i think it was that she noted like i was trying to find the apartment but the you know how well if you're familiar with building complexes like if they are Not all of them are just lined up on the block, right? Some of them have entrances that like, you'll have the back of the building on the street and you have to walk through like a gate or a certain area or parking lot to get to it. You don't necessarily just have access from the street. That's how her complex was situated. There are a bunch of buildings, some little townhouse. It was really nice actually. And I was so turned around. It took me forever to try to find her. And then she ended up just meeting me downstairs and she got me up to the apartment and she had explained to me, I'm sorry, the room isn't ready yet. The previous guest is still here. Cause I got here wild early, but in hindsight, like shorty accommodated an early check-in, you know what I mean? She could have just been like, I'm sorry, this isn't the booking for you. I have somebody here. I'm not going to kick them out. But I guess she knew that whomever that was, was leaving early enough that if I were to also get there before, say like an 11 or 12 PM check-in, it'd be okay. Now in hindsight, I would never do that again. Um, Mostly because I don't really think that it is enough time to let their fart leave the room. You know, like I watched them leave. I was sitting on the couch and they, you know, I was there for a while. I think I just kind of like laid back and went back to sleep or something. I had a really early arrival. It might have been like 6 a.m. or something. But anyway, she did her best, cleaned up or whatever, went, dropped my stuff. I think I ended up just showering and then heading out. But she ended up getting a taxi for me and she explained to the taxi that um, when I came back, was it that one? I don't know, but she did most of the communicating. Oh, she I think she let them know where I was going because otherwise how the fuck am I gonna let the taxi driver know? And I remember we ended up still getting lost. I ended up calling Mickey my tour guide to help navigate where that was. Had a great tour with Mickey. And then I think Mickey helped me get back to, oh, that's what it was. Mickey helped me get back to uh, into a taxi, but then I had like contacted my host and let her know like, hey, can you get the taxi? I gotta get back to the airport. Can you get the taxi driver to wait for me? And so she negotiated that for me. Like she just made so many steps of the trip since it was real. I was literally there for a couple of hours. China was fun. I don't even know if I slept or not, but she made it so easy for me to get where I needed to go. And uh, for the life of me, still to this day, greatly appreciate her, you know, making all taking all those steps to make sure that I was okay. Um, so 10 out of 10, highly recommend her. <laughs> she was a gem, such a gem. Uh, next, uh, my favorite host. Was Tone from Norway? Tone, thank you so much. I felt like I was staying with family. Older white lady, um, maybe late forties, early fifties, gorgeous. She came, picked me up from the airport when she got, and God bless her, because. I probably would have just taken like a bus or a train, but I got in super late and she was just like, nah, we don't really have any transit at that hour. I'll come get you. She came and picked me up and she said, tomorrow, Sunday, we don't really have too many things open on Sundays. I'll take you to the grocery store. This way you can pick up a few things so that you'll have something so that if you decide not to go into town, you'll be accommodated. And it was just like, ding. Perfect, because in my head, I would have just assumed that I could deliver some food to the apartment that I was staying in. Wasn't the case. So I appreciate her for having the foresight to make sure that I wasn't gonna be asked out the next day. She takes me to the grocery store. She's like, take your time. I'm right here if you need me. I'll be in the car waiting for you. Went inside, had a good old time walking around the uh, grocery store. Fun tip, Google Translate will also translate labels and pictures for you. So while in, on the one hand, you're expecting like it's groceries, girl, like you know what groceries are in any language, right? Yes, for the most things, for things that don't necessarily have uh, independent packaging, right? But for cups of noodles, for certain cereals, if you have allergies, if you want to buy something that has a mixture of ingredients in it, some things look familiar, but you want to make sure that you're not getting the version that's like spicy or the version that has dairy and stuff like that. You No. Know? So I'm just, you know, Google Translate and a bunch of things. I bought some wool socks, which fucking have since long shrunk by now. Toss those. But that was a fun purchase. It was a really, you know, cute little experience excursion, if you will, just on my own in the grocery store. Another place I went to grocery store in was in Guadalupe, but I'll get to that one. Um, So I'd say if you can just pop into a grocery store when you visit places, I think you'd be surprised how entertaining, how entertained you may be, especially if they speak a different language. Good fucking time. Um, Where Tone then took me back to the apartment. I ended up losing my phone. And thankfully it wasn't truly lost. It had just like fallen out of my coat pocket and into either like the space between the passenger side, passenger seat and the, um, car door, or it fallen like right in the snow outside the car. Um, but she found it for me. God bless her. She ended up bringing that in for me. which was just like, Hey, I'm about to make a pizza. Would you like to have dinner with me? We ended up having dinner. We had pizza. And when I say she made pizza, she ain't pull out like, you know, something from the freezer. She took out, what do you call it? The dough. She put the salt. Like she made the pizza by hand. Like she made it, which I'm not a cook. So I would have just, you know, I could do some chicken, some rice, some vegetables. Like I can cook. Also, let me not even play myself. I've hosted maybe four Christmases. Turkey, collard. Nope, didn't do the greens. I let my mama do the greens. That's one of her gifts. Turkey, I've done mac and cheese, uh, the yams. Um, What else? I do occasionally like asparagus with it. Um, My nana always does the peas and rice. I've never made peas and rice. I've never made collard greens. Um, But yeah, so I can cook. I just don't enjoy it, okay? Just wanted to be clear about that. Um, but I was so grateful, so grateful for her to take the time to basically cater to me, to coddle me, if you will, on my trip. And we ended up having the best conversation. She was telling me about her husband that had passed. Um, her daughter, I want to say it was like away in school or had like moved out of the country or something like that. Like she was so freaking cool. And we had a great time just talking, eating. It really felt like I was staying with family that I hadn't, you know, that I just didn't see often. Um, So easily my favorite host, just because of how nurturing and how easygoing she was. It wasn't weird. It And it was just so natural, you know? It seemed like she actually enjoyed my company as well. I had such a great time with her. So, Tone, thank you. You really made uh, Norway a good time for me. Because the, um, the only actual trip or activity I had planned was, was Northern Lights. And that is essentially why I went to Norway. Um, I'm not really a cold girl but I also don't wanna not see a place because it's cold, right? So I ended up absolutely loving the experience. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. It's something that I've been looking forward to doing for years and I finally was able to have it happen. I tried to do it in Alberta, but that didn't work out. And so being able to see it in Norway was Absolutely fucking incredible. So it made that trip worth it because sure enough, on that Sunday, I did not leave the room. I really just listened to music and ate the little foods and stuff that I purchased and just kind of, you know, slept, caught up from jet lag. It was a really just relaxing fucking day. It was a good time. And what was cool about the apartment was it was already stocked. She had like some, some like, um, Dry foods like pasta, there was tea, coffees, a couple of cans of things up there in the cabinets and stuff. Like there was already stuff there and not like salt, pepper, ketchup. You know, it was, I could have figured something out. They were like crackers that weren't stale. It was a good time. Really enjoyed Tone's place. Um, next is Costa Rica. This trip is from a man, Benny. I've mentioned Benny before. I'm certain I've mentioned all of these people before because, but I've never done just like an episode as an ode to the kindness that I've experienced. Benny was a gem. When I tell you, we did not, there was not a dead or a silent minute the whole trip there and back. He picked me up from the uh, hotel I was staying at and took me to Turubari, most incredible time there. I did zip lining, horseback riding. I did like um, a really nice like nature walk. I, you know, there was like a petting zoo. I got to hold, like, I think it was a crocodile. I got to, I'd say meet an ox. That's <laughs> um, grind, sugar cane, make candies. It was such a fucking good time. Sadly, I don't think that they're open anymore. I think the park has since closed. Um, but Benny was really, really interesting because he was telling me somewhat about a nonprofit that he has and it was, um, I think, I don't know if it was his child or someone else's child that had health issues. And he ended up saying that he met someone that said that they were like some kind of doctor or, you know, there was some kind of skill that they had. And lo and behold, years later, they ended up somehow coming into contact with them again. And then that person ended up being a really critical help to like the care of someone that he cared about if I'm remembering the story appropriately but it ended up being like a testament to chance and just being kind to everyone that you meet and just like really enjoying the fact that and he really kind of gave me that impression that like he really enjoyed hospitality like he really enjoyed being you know a driver he was just like oh I meet some of the dopest people and I just get to talk to people all the time like this is great for me I love this and so Benny was such a fucking gem. Like he was so warm, so kind. And he made me feel so comfortable, especially it being such a long trip. Um, the views, oh my God, were beautiful. Just driving through the mountains and all these lush green hills. You can see like, uh, I think it was like a vol- uh, volcano in the back someplace. y'all. it was beautiful. And... Good conversation made it so much more enjoyable. So Benny, thank you so much for your hospitality. Um, next, I have Guadalupe, Katia. Well, Ben and Katia, but more so Katia. So Ben and Kat were my hosts. They had a really dope option of, well, both of the the tours that I did in Guadalupe were basically choose your own adventure. And Kat is, uh, a yogi. So I did like a really bomb, like yoga, uh, session with her after our day we started, of course, we always start early and we done, um, a bunch of stops in terms of black history along the way. Uh, we did like a rum distillery. We did so many fucking things. And initially. Ben was leading the conversation. He was cool. Ben is American. I want to say he's from Northeast someplace. He met Kat doing some kind of exchange student or I don't know, some church shit. I don't fucking know, but they met, fell in love early and they were married. Um, like in their twenties, they got married relatively early and they were mad cool. We ended up you know, stopping to eat. So for like the, mo- the better half of the day, Ben carried the conversation. Cat would speak, but Ben carried most of the conversation. Now, when we got to the beach, what I really appreciate about them was I had not booked a surf lesson. However, it was just me on the tour. Another pro tip, another cheat code is don't be afraid to take a solo tour. Your host is generally mad fucking chill. They enjoy talking to people. They'll answer all your questions, take your pictures, and they might extend something for you, shorten something that they see you're not really enjoying so much. Like they really make, they accommodate the trip to you. And so we got into the beach and they asked like, do you want to surf? And I'm just like, I knew that surfing was an add-on. And they were like, yeah, well just just come out with us. You know, it's not a big deal. Like, just let's go. Like, you want to go? Like, we got you. They had drinks and it was cool because it was kind of like a homemade drink. Like it was kind of like a mojito, but not really a mojito, but it was basically just rum, mint and like some sugar cane or something like that. There was no chaser, which I always do a chaser. So this kind of uh, natural drink, if you will, was a time for me, but a challenge. I'm not gonna walk away from too many challenges. And this is one that I absolutely could sign up to do. So that put me onto some really cool coconut cookies. And Ben went out to surf for a while. And I just sat and talked with Kat. And when I tell you, she was such a joy to talk to, it was so refreshing. And we had such a really, really good conversation. And it was just like, girl, he was hiding his personality the whole fucking day. And so we ended up really kicking it off. And then she really helped me. The both of them helped me surf. But Kat was really like, I'm a baby surfer also. I can make it make sense for you. And so the beach was perfect. We surfed together. Ben got really good footage of us. Y'all I had so much fucking fun with them. Like It was such a great fucking day. And afterwards, that's when we did the yoga. That was really nice. We ended up leaving the beach. We walked all the way down, showered up, walked down, and then went to like a more secluded area, we did the yoga there. And then on the way back when they were dropping me off, I don't remember if I'd asked if they could just drop me at the grocery store or somehow they were just like, you know, we'll take you, don't worry about it. So they took me to the grocery store And they helped me navigate the grocery store. They put me on and were like, all right, here, try this. Because I had my you know, I love Airbnbs. So I had my own kitchen. And I was at least committing to making breakfast. And so they helped me pick out like some sausages. And I hated the sausages. But it was pretty cool to, you know, purchase meats and cheeses. And I think I bought some eggs or something. But they really helped me through the point this out. No, don't try this. This one's extra spicy. Which one of these two do you want? Okay. We like this one, but this has this or whatever. Are you familiar with that? Here, this is what it is. Or you can do that. Like they really came through in the clutch. Cause like I said, you think, you know, groceries, but for me, especially, I can't speak to your experience, but for me, I can tend to be an overthinker. And so, you know, and then also as someone who's not like a chef. I cook enough to sustain myself, but this was before my partner. My partner does all the cooking. I barely go in the kitchen. But before him, I had to feed myself. So me, I would just get my shit on Amazon, order the same things. Uh, What is it? Prime Fresh, Amazon Fresh, whatever. That's generally how I do my groceries for the most, uh, at least probably for the last easily five years or so um every once in a while I go to the grocery store pick something up but that was usually if I needed something that night for whatever reason um but shout out to Kat made it such an enjoyable trip for me the both of them but I especially enjoyed connecting with Kat at the end of the night the yoga the conversation we had on the beach helping me surf like really really good fucking time Um, and the last person that I want to point out is Shifa. So Amsterdam, I had a really bomb time. I ended up just kind of walking around exploring. I ended up talking to a window girl, the prostitutes out there. I definitely did pay her for her time. No sex in the champagne room, but I just wanted to talk to her about like, how, what's it like being a prostitute, you know? And she was really sweet. She, you know, asked me not to record anything. I did not. I just took notes on the phone or whatever. Um, You know, she allowed me to do that. And she was telling me, you know, she has a younger son. She wants to be a shop owner, blah, 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 blah. She was sweet. I, so that was Red Light District. I ended up eating at, I, Labyrinth, that's the name of it. Sam, black man, black owned restaurant labyrinth in amsterdam 12 out of 10 highly recommend the drinks are fucking insane at the time i was vegan they had a ton of vegan options and by the when i say at the time i was vegan i was vegan for like three weeks it was right after thanksgiving gave it a shot it was actually i went vegan like a couple of days before thanksgiving so i ended up making myself a vegan mac and cheese which wasn't horrific But do you want something that's not horrific or do you want something that's fucking good? And I make a bomb ass mac and cheese. So there's that on that. Um, But Labyrinth was wild, crazy food. Very, very good. Uh, But I ended up doing that. And this was another like long layover. I think I was in Amsterdam, maybe 20 hours, give or take. So landed, walked around um, eight red light district. And I think I stopped for like a drink. And then I came back to the hostel and I knew I had a couple of hours before I went to sleep. And I knew that there were other girls in the hostel, but nobody was there when I got there. And I'd gotten there a little early, had taken a nap and then set out for the evening. Like I went out around dinner time. Like let's say I got in at like one or three o'clock and then I just slept until about maybe six o'clock, then got up and went to dinner. So when I get back, is there. And don't remember how we started talking, but somehow we started talking and we hit it off. And she was telling me some, we were talking about something and I was just like, actually, would you wanna be on a podcast with me? Like I have a travel podcast, would you like to be a guest? Like we could just totally kick it and talk and I'll record it for an episode of the podcast. And she was like, sure. Shefa and I still follow each other on Instagram. We still chat every once in a while through the DMs. And it's just a testament to someone that I met once. We had the one conversation. And it's a beautiful thing about social media that it'll absolutely allow you to keep in contact with somebody. Like, I don't have to spend money to make a call. I can just DM her. Um, how are you? How are things in your country? She is from Indonesia, Uh, she's not from bali but i don't remember where in indonesia she's from but um mad fucking cool and like i love her style she's muslim woman but she dressed her ass off i love when she wears hats with her hijab um adorable and so if you're listening shifa hey boo um so yeah i've met some really really incredible people along the way. And each one of these pa- these people is a testament to what I love to remind y'all that travel is so much more than vacation. Travel gives you the opportunity to make connections and to introduce yourself to new people. And it's not just about meeting other people, but you also get to share yourself with other people. I like being me. I enjoy it. It's pretty fucking fun outside of the hassles and the ills of adulting and paying bills and navigating, you know, stress in life. I like me. So being able to be me with other people is also enjoyable to me. So while I enjoy meeting people, I also like, in a sense, giving people the experience of me, if that makes sense. It's like, um, an opportunity to experience myself in a different way because you're a new person. You're not just a new American either. You're a new person from someplace else in the world. What about me? Are you going to pick up on that? I may not notice. What about me? Are you going to maybe question, um, or, you know, be curious about ask. And now I'm like, huh? Well, you know, that's actually an interesting story. And now I get to tell you something about myself and now I get to seem like I'm extra cool or, you know, what do you do? Or, oh, you have a podcast? how did you start that? Or oh, that's so, it like, it is absolutely one of my favorite opportunities to meet people because it's a different kind of people, if that makes sense. And even when I meet Americans, these are people that I'm not meeting in a friend group. I'm not meeting at work. We clearly share some similar interests, uh, especially if I'm meeting you on like a tour guide, like a you know a group um, expedition or some kind of booked excursion or activity, right? We clearly share an interest in whatever that is. But outside of that, it's like you're a completely random person that I may not have act- actually like, decided to interact with on my own. And now we do get to interact. I get to figure out, not figure out, but I get to experience other people in a version of themselves that they also want to present. For me, it's all a good fucking time. I really enjoy it. I don't know if you can hear the dog outside. She is super upset that she doesn't get to be on the podcast she's the cutest so I close the door so that you don't hear her little tippy tappy nails walking back and forth but she always sits right outside the door Banksy is always right outside the door every once in a while I could see her little paw or her tail or like her fur if it's really long slide under the door but yeah so every once in a while if you hear like some thudding or tapping or whatever it's my baby um but I love being able to experience myself with new people and also meet new people on my travels because it's also what's great about it is there's no commitment I get to talk to you in this moment I get to you know like in this day in this hour or whatever segment of you know the trip this is going to be it's not like I am attached to you for the entirety of it unless I decide unless we agree You know, you decide, I decide that, oh my God, you're mad cool. What are you doing tomorrow? Are you still here and are you free? Let's link up. That's an opportunity. Um, I've only done that maybe once or twice before, I think on um, a trip where I've linked up with someone that I met prior. Um, But for the most part, I love these short chance um, engagements and meets because they're forcing me to be present in the moment. And I'm so grateful for those experiences because I tend to find that I am overwhelmingly and consistently reminded of something that I have to be grateful for. Generally, it's the means and the opportunity to travel, the means and opportunity just to be in the presence of somebody else that I'm like interested in in terms of like, oh, you're mad cool. like Let's keep talking or... Um, That was fun five minutes. You know what I mean? Like I just enjoy being able to find the, the activity. Sometimes it's in the connections and in the moments that you're able to share with other people. So I hope you guys enjoyed my little love letter, my little thank you note to some of the really impactful people that I have met on past experiences and speaking of past experiences, I will be having some of my past guests on an upcoming episode. Drum roll. If you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you know that I'll be doing a live episode soon. So in maybe, where are we at now? That's here. So, oh no, that's July. I'm wild and I haven't changed my calendar. Maybe two, three weeks from now, it'll be Sunday, August 21st at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be having the first and Shit Live episode. I am happy to have Wanda of Black Women Travel Podcast and Shira of Black Girl World Traveler. They have both been on episodes prior. They will be my guests as well as Neymarie of Taji Magazine. That is the publication that I am the uh, travel contributing writer for. I will have these three beautiful ladies Come and discuss with me where blackness falls on our hierarchy of self. So, Shira and Shira, Wanda, and Nay are all entrepreneurs. They all are digital nomads, except for Nay. Nay lives in New York with me. I grew up with Nay. And um, Shira's bouncing around. She does house stays and recently quit her full time and now is a full time traveler. And Wanda has been in the digital nomad game for years. Easily, I want to say 2016, 2018 around there. So she's been doing it for a while. And I think she's in Georgia, like the country, like Eastern Europe right now. I'm not 100% certain. But I wanted to have this conversation with women that are in different stages. I am still location dependent. I have a full-time job that I show up to um nay i do not believe nay has a grounded job like she is completely digital she also has a line of jewelry and adornments fucking gorgeous by the way but she's got um that as well as being a photographer an editor i want to say she does like photography and like she'll edit photos as well Um, And she's got the magazine, Taji. So Nay is not exactly location dependent. She can do that wherever. And then the ladies, Shira and Wanda, being as they are actively out and about in this digital nomad travel street, they get to experience the countries that they visit and live in completely differently than I would. When I travel, I got a week; I gotta come back and swipe in but they get to essentially exist where they want and then experience these places as someone who is in the location for an extended period of time. It's one thing to experience a place for four days, seven days, even at the max. It's a different thing to be able to experience a place for 12 days, 12 weeks, you know? And I want to acknowledge that being able to be in a destination for as long or short as you want is different than someone that knows that there's a cap, right? So I want to have these conversations with women that are able to be in locations and ask them, are you able to let go of your perception of blackness as a black American woman? Woman, We were all, you know, black women who have lived the majority of our lives in the United States. So, It is based on the conversation. The idea of the conversation is based off of the James Baldwin essay, the discovery of what it means to be an American, where he decided to, uh, well, where he gave commentary on his decision to move to Europe to step away from the racism of the states and see if he could just be a writer and not have to just, you know, stay in the space of being a black writer. And that really got my wheels turning. And I knew that I didn't want to have that conversation by myself. So that is the basis of the conversation, but it's not just going to be the four of us talking. It is also open to you guys. I absolutely Absolutely, absolutely want you guys to pull up so that I can get your commentary. This is your opportunity to be a part of a and Shit episode. I wanna talk to you. I wanna know what your experiences have been like because I ain't the only traveler. I know y'all niggas be traveling too. So pull up. It's completely virtual. You can join for wherever you have access to Zoom, but you have to RSVP to get the link. So you just go to travelandshippodcast.com slash events and sign up. That's it. It's free. There's no cost. Sunday, August 21st at 10 a.m. Eastern. And I cannot wait to see you there. So please sign up for the mailing list so that you get, get your reminder and that you'll receive the link for the event. And, um, that's pretty much it. I will pause and say happy birthday to me. I'm very happy to be here for, um, Another year, and if you made it this far in the episode, tweet me what a mohi. sweet me a birthday cake. Uh, you can find me at travel and shit, T R A V E L N S H underscore T. So that's where I am on Instagram and Twitter. Tweet me. A birthday, key. a birthday cake, a birthday cake, emoji, If you listen to the whole episode, I would love to get those little sporadic little reminders that you guys were listening to. I guess this will be like the birthday episode or, or maybe not. It's a gratitude episode. I'm just grateful. And I'm grateful for you guys here. I'm very glad y'all actually pull up and listen. Otherwise I'd be talking to myself. So thank you. And thank you to all the wonderful people that Show me love on my trips. And remember, if you have that opportunity, be the love someone else wants to experience. I'm hoping that the same way I have received love from people on my travels, that I've been able to give love to others as well. So I will see y'all as a newly 37-year-old. Next time you see me, I'll be 37. Or the next time you hear me, I'll be 37. All right, y'all, bye.